Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1168, air date February 9th, 2023. All right, welcome everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadre. This is our orientation that we do, and typically the people who attend this are absolutely new people, and we see a number of new people. Then we also have people who are existing uh, warrior scholars who are going through the Truth, Freedom, and Health program. And then we have a lot of veterans on here too. Um, the agenda for today is I want to begin by giving you uh, a deeper analysis, a systems analysis of what's going on right now in the Congress of the United States. Some of you may have been seeing wherever you are in Europe or the world, in different parts of the world or in the United States, that there are hearings being held right now where Twitter, the executives at Twitter are being brought before Congress and being asked questions. Um, yesterday, one of the congresswomen took literally portions of our diagram. You can see it, she redid it, but it's literally from our diagram and where it shows uh, one of the components uh, of the backdoor portal into uh, Twitter that is used by all these different government agencies, which is what we discovered in 2020. Again, in October 30th of 2020, in our federal lawsuit, after I was frankly, illegally kicked off Twitter by the government using Twitter. I went into court on October 30th, 2020 in cross-examination. We discovered that the government has this portal to Twitter where they can silence speech silently. Okay. So they think Twitter is doing it, but in fact, the government does it. All right. Now it was in uh, October 30th of 2020, we exposed that in federal courtroom. We won a very important uh, TRO, what's called a preliminary injunction equivalent. And then on, we were thrown off again in, in February for sharing this infrastructure existence. And then we discovered this entire censorship network diagram, which is all over the internet right now, which has been there since 2020 and 2021. And none of the mainstream media covered this as the redacted interview just showed. Where, where I spoke with them, because ultimately what it does, it exposes the government of the United States. You see, the law in the United States, the First Amendment says very clearly, and I just want everyone to listen to this very clearly. A lot of people don't understand what the First Amendment actually states, right? There's a Bill of Rights, and the First Amendment basically says, listen very carefully, Congress, which means there's three branches of government in the United States. The judicial branch, which is the judges, you know, um, they're the ones who interpret the law. There's the executive branch, which involves the president, the army, the military, et cetera. And then there's the legislative branch, which is Congress. The House, in some countries, you may call it the lower house and the upper house, which is the Senate. And that Congress is the one that creates laws. So when the founders of the United States created America, they put the First Amendment that Congress shall pass no laws to abridge freedom of speech, among other things, freedom of religion, etc. But it says Congress shall pass no laws, dot, 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 to abridge freedom of speech. Does everyone understand? Congress cannot pass a law which says tomorrow we're going to silence, um, you know, uh, Mark and James Richardson's speech because we don't like them. They can't pass a law like that. Okay. That's like the foundations of the United States, the United States, period. All right. So that means Congress cannot pass laws 
to curtail the freedom of speech. What I want to share with you today is what our lawsuit has really uncovered is that it is the Congress of the United States which has subverted the First Amendment. They're the real enemies. And they've subverted the First Amendment by passing a law which created CISA, C-I-S-A, Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency. Cybersecurity, the C, infrastructure, the I, security, S, agency, CISA. And John, if you could kindly bring up the diagram on the winbackfreedom.com site so people can understand this, okay? So CISA was created under which president? It was created under Donald Trump, okay? He signed CISA into law. And Congress, Republicans and Democrats pass that law to create CISA. And here's that diagram. John, if he zooms in, this is the entire censorship network diagram that came out of our lawsuit. And every, by the way, everyone plagiarizes our diagram, never gives us credit and takes pieces of it and then hypes it up. John, if you focus in again a little more, just hit the plus sign and go to the right, that is CISA to the right. Okay. And by the way, that woman, Michelle Tassinari, who had me deplatformed, who contacted Twitter, which is in courtroom testimony, is on the executive committee of CISA. Okay? CISA is the organization which created this entire censorship infrastructure. Go to the left. CISA brought in, go to the left, people like the OMADRs implicitly and directly on the left, Murdoch's. Zoom in again a little more, John. Who are these people? These are billionaires who funded this. Murdoch's are the ones who own Fox News. Okay, go down. The Zuckerbergs own Facebook and Pierre Omidyar owns, funded The Intercept. Okay? These guys are the ones who created elements of this censorship infrastructure. Go to the right, John. They, if you scroll down, scroll down, John. Yeah, right there, that, right there, that, so government is above this, and government created a little bit to the left, John, the Center for Internet Security. Oh, I'm sorry, the Center for Internet Security was funded by the billionaires to be the backroom clearinghouse. So when government says something, it goes through this nonprofit, and then they do the censorship. So then they can say, oh, we didn't do it. This nonprofit did it, okay? All right, so stop. Thanks, John. So this has been out there since 2020, 2021, okay? Now, the important thing to understand, it is a Congress of the United States which passed a law to create CISA, which gave rise to all of this stuff, okay? Is that clear? Now, there's an unholy alliance between all these politicians and Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley are these billionaires who invest in Google and Facebook and Twitter and all these software companies, okay? Oracle, Microsoft, et cetera. When they created companies like Facebook and Twitter and Google and all those companies, they are considered platforms, social media platforms. And remember, Silicon Valley wants to do what? They want to make money. They, they put an investment in of a dollar 
they want to make $10,000 return, okay? Right? The guys who put in a dollar or, I don't know, a little bit of investment in Google are now multi-billionaires. So they put a little investment and they want to get their lot of return back. The value of a company, again, listen carefully, is a function of the valuation of that company. Valuation. And by the way, everyday working people don't even know about this. It took me 20 years to learn all this. So I'm sharing some very important information with you so you can share it with your friends and family. Most of the finance people only know this. So when you invest in a company, you buy it at a certain valuation. Okay, you invest in a company that's worth a million dollars. Obviously, you want it to be worth a billion dollars, right? A thousand times more. The valuation of a company is determined by some multiple of the revenue or the profit, okay? That multiple is determined by how that company is categorized, okay? Some companies can be categorized as category X. Other companies can be categorized as category Y or Z. Based on the categorization of that company type, it has a multiple. So for example, if you start a law firm, you know, get a bunch of lawyers together and you start a law firm company, that company is typically valued at one times revenue. So if that company makes a million dollars in revenue a year and someone wants to buy that law firm, they'll say it's worth a million dollars, one times revenue, okay? Example. An advertising agency, it's a different category. Let's say you start an advertising agency. It may be valued at two times revenue. So if, if an ad agency, let's say you're running an ad agency and you made a million dollars and someone wanted to buy you, you'd say, okay, my company's worth $2 million, okay? A publisher, if you are the New York Times or you're like the Herald or the Daily Mail, and you made a million dollars in revenue, the multiple is two times, all right? When you come to a social media platform company, that is valued at 10 times revenue, one zero. So if that company made a million in revenue, they're worth $10 million, you understand? So a law firm is worth for the same one million, only $1 million, but a social media company is worth 10 million and a publisher. How do who is determining that multiple? Who determines this multiple? Who decided a law firm is worth one X? And and well, it is in many ways a collusion between the very wealthy people in Wall Street and the analysts, the people who come up with these metrics. Okay. So the Silicon Valley people in Silicon Valley have created, have carved out a new kind of category called social media platforms. And those are companies like Google, Facebook, Yelp, any company where people, where they are not a publisher of information, but they allow other people to post content. They do some content moderation and those people, a platform has to comply by a law called Section 230 in the Communications and Decency Act. Every government, the Netherlands, 
make social media companies comply by a law. India makes social media companies comply by every country has a certain flavor of this law saying, hey, if you if you are Twitter and you want to operate in Europe, you must do this, this, this. Okay. What does this, this, this mean? That means if you're a social media company, different people are posting content. Let's say some, some kid posts child pornography. Some countries have laws. You cannot do that. And that country, they will shut down that company in that country if they allow that. Okay. So some countries have these laws on what content can be posted. Okay. In the United States, Section 230 is the law, which says if you want to be a platform, then you must comply with Section 230. Now, what does Section 230 give that company? It gives them immunity from being sued. Big, 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 big benefit. That means you cannot... So if if Michael Griffiths posts a post on Facebook that says that Timur beats his dog and he doesn't, okay? And it's false, which means he defamed Timur as a violent person. Timur cannot sue Facebook. That's called Section 230 immunity. Facebook is a portal, but he can sue Michael because otherwise the idea was everyone everyone would be suing every, everyone would be suing Facebook, right? Because you may post something. So Section 230 immunity enables a social media platform to allow people to post. And if let's say person A posts something false, social media company cannot be sued. That's called immunity. In order to receive that immunity, so with that immunity, you're branded a platform, okay? Or as a platform, you get that immunity both ways and you get that 10X valuation. You guys got it? Section 230 is a part of the Communication Decency Act, which was passed also by Congress. That means the Congress of the United States has a lot of clout on the heads of social media companies. They can say, hey, look, I'm going to remove your Section 230 immunity because you're not following this, 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 and this. Boom, they lose their 10x valuation. They'll only become valued at two times. So if a company made in the case of Twitter, $5 billion in revenue, they're worth $50 billion, 10 times. But if they lose their Section 230 immunity, how much are they worth? Maybe two times, $10 billion. They lose $40 billion in value overnight. Everyone understanding this? That means whoever owns these social media companies do not want to lose their Section 230 immunity because they're going to lose all their value. So if you're all of these Silicon Valley people over here and you invested in Twitter and you invested in Facebook, you invested in YouTube, you want that 10X multiple. Congress, every time they threaten these social media companies, hey, we're thinking about reviewing whether you are complying with Section 230. Got it? It's like a mafia. And then... Silicon Valley says, oh, no, 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 my company's good. And they probably, I, I would guarantee most of these Congress people are getting funded by someone in Silicon Valley, okay? Oh, don't, okay, okay, maybe you can harass them a little bit, but hey, I'm going to donate a million dollars to your campaign. So Silicon Valley and Congress are hand in glove to protect their Section 230 immunity so their companies are highly valued. Everyone getting this?
No one discusses this, by the way. It is only our movement that will talk about this. And so right now, there's a big theater going on, like we've seen in many other things. It's all theater. You know, Twitter files. Elon, I mean, Elon Musk owns 9% of Twitter, but his masters are Silicon Valley over here. They're they're the other investors. The other 90% of investors are Silicon Valley. They do not want him to lose Section 230 immunity, right? But they want Elon Musk to put a big game as though he's fighting for freedom of speech. Twitter files, this, that, this, all this theater. So all these conservatives in the United States are fooled into thinking he's fighting for them. But the reality is that backdoor portal that government has established into Twitter, into Facebook still exists. Why? Because government has basically told these companies, you better give me access or guess what? It's like basically... Hey, you know, if you want to uh, join the club, you know, you have to make sure, you know, you donate some money over here. It's an unsaid rule. You see what I'm saying? This is how the elites play. You want to be in the club? You better give me that backdoor portal, which is illegal. So Congress created CISA, which created the backdoor portal using these non-governmental agencies. This is Congress. Congress has subverted the First Amendment. And Congress is getting paid by Silicon Valley. And no one has talked about this. So what they're doing now is attacking Twitter. The executives at Twitter, they're just, what do you call them? They're just, uh, they're just the gun. The, tri- the, the person who pulls a trigger is the government. Does that make sense? So it's easy to attack the gun like they do with the Second Amendment. Oh, take away the guns. Take away. You can attack the guns. But the person who pulled the trigger is the government. That's what our lawsuit showed. It was a government who contacted Twitter to deplatforming. Twitter didn't do it on their own. It was a government. So it is the Congress of the United States in collusion with, with the Silicon Valley billionaires, which has created this unholy alliance. And the reason this analysis is important is because now it goes beyond left and right, which is what our movement is about. The movement for truth, freedom, and health teaches people how to think beyond left and right. It takes the very complex thing and it focuses on the real issue. The real issue is there's a backdoor portal to government. So government can silence speech. And by the way, in other countries, France, India, uh, all of EU, Germany, all these other countries, they don't have the First Amendment. They simply tell. So right in the middle of, right after uh, Musk bought Twitter, you will see that, uh, what's his name, Uh, Macron met with Musk. They had a secret meeting. Go look it up. To negotiate that he will comply with what France wants and the EU wants. And he's probably getting some other implicit arrangements like, oh, okay, maybe we'll launch some um, satellites off SpaceX. Okay. This is all one group of elites. They're all, you know, scratching each other's backs and they're all making billions and trillions of dollars. And they are doing theater, Twitter files, absolute theater. They didn't attack the fundamental issue, which is his backdoor portal. Musk, I've asked him 20 times on Twitter, 
Will you shut it down? Silence. But it is our movement which will expose, if you want to talk about free speech for the world, we have to recognize that governments have created these backdoor portals. In the United States, it's illegal. And they have subverted it through Congress and Silicon Valley working together. Okay? So what is the, so when you look at the complex system, what is the solution? The backdoor portal to government should be dismantled. Now, here's my prediction, and I've said this many over the months, is that what is happening right now is, again, no other country has a First Amendment. That's why the United States is such a hope for working people all over the world, because the people in the United States have the First Amendment. They have the right to speak without the government censoring them. In India, the government can actually censor your speech. It's okay. The United Kingdom has no, United Kingdom hates the First Amendment. The Prince Harry openly said the First Amendment is bonkers, B-O-N-K-E-R-S, okay? So the goal has always been to destroy the First Amendment. And I'm here to tell you that the Congress of the United States and all those politicians are all bought and paid for. They've already sold out the First Amendment by allowing this portal to be created left and right. Because not, I just did a tweet today, I said, all this is theater until one politician has the courage to say, why did Congress create CISA to allow this? That's the real question. And no one will ask that because it's going to implicate all of them because they're all getting money from Silicon Valley over here. And Congress uses Section 230 to extract money from Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley pays it. Everyone makes a shitload of money. Politicians make money. Silicon Valley makes money. And the freedoms are being, basically, they're destroyed. Everyone get this? And this is why the movement for truth, freedom, and health exists, to take an issue Go to the details of it, explain it, so we don't follow false gods. Elon Musk doesn't give a damn about free speech. He is still keeping that portal active. The Republicans don't give a damn about free speech. The Democrats don't give a damn about free speech. The only people who care about free speech, and I hope they do, are working people throughout the world. But these people are bought and paid for. They want to make it like those countries which are completely autocratic. China is open. They don't have free speech. And I would even venture to say that if you look at what's going on, that the elites in the United States do want an autocracy like China, but they have to do it in a very more sophisticated way. So they have these corporate heads, Silicon Valley, who does their work for them. Silicon Valley pays off politicians, politicians do this unholy alliance, and then they're squeezing the freedoms in the United States. And they're basically gone. But the reason we got here is because of this left and right bullshit. People think the right is fighting for you or the left is fighting for you, but they're not. They both are by the same puppet masters who are making money. And to all of you who are listening, you know, if you're serious about recognizing how important this is, just understand this. I've come to the conclusion 
that most of the Americans who are born in America are losing any sense of patriotism for the United States. And maybe I have it more because I came from a country as an immigrant, as a kid, that I value these freedoms. But I think people don't recognize once the First Amendment is gone, there is no United States. It is the defining piece of innovation that distinguishes the United States from any other country on the planet. Because it says that you can speak what you want. It, the only thing that matters is your connection with your creator and your words and your thoughts and your ideas mean something. And what and this left-right bullshit is what is being used to manipulate a lot of freedom-loving Americans. It's been used on the left, and now it's being used on the right, promoting Elon Musk as some great hero. He's not. SpaceX is fully funded by the government. Tesla exists because of the government and is profitable because of the government. Twitter's valuation is because of the government. Again, as I've said, where Elon Musk begins and where government ends, nobody knows. And the amount of psychological brainwashing they're doing to try to elevate this guy as a fighter for free speech is quite profound. And on top of that, the amount of concealment they did of our lawsuit, Tucker Carlson, Glenn Greenwald, and the ACLU is equally profound. And now they're taking elements of our lawsuit and just doing theater because they do not want people to come together left and right to recognize that working people, not only in the United States, but throughout the world are being totally screwed. That's what's actually going on. So this is essentially a, a, the attack against the First Amendment in the United States is an attack on all working people globally. Because the win of the First Amendment in the United States was a win for all working people. And so we're at a very critical time, but we must go beyond left and right. Working people must unite. We must build a bottoms up movement. But in order to build a movement, you need to know how to build a movement, just like how to build a car, how to build an airplane, how to build you know, a bridge. These are not things you just happen to do. And you can't just use the word bottoms up. A lot of people are starting to use our terms. You have to understand the science. So I want John to play a video of what we call our video, which the anthem video, which really talks about why we need to build a movement, why you need to learn the science, why we need to build a community, why each one of you needs to take accountability for this. And you need to stop outsourcing your future to these false gods. And we've created the infrastructure, Truth, Freedom, Health, to be able to do this. We've created a powerful infrastructure that where you can learn the science of systems. So how do you build a movement? You can then commune with other people all over the world. You can then become a leader in your community. We give you resources so you can support other people. And then you can serve people on the ground. What are we doing on the ground? Well, we're going door to door, handing out flyers. It is our movement that goes and teaches everyday people when it comes to health, what is the immune system? We did that. We want people to look at the real science and understand natural immunity is more powerful than artificial immunity. Our movement will be teaching that every orientation from now, now on every other, every sixth orientation. It is our movement that will teach your kids, how do you become an innovator? Again, we'll go door to door, hand out flyers. You can invite people, they'll learn how to innovate so they can compete with people in Silicon Valley. Our movement will teach you what is the scientific method. 
No one's learning that anymore. What is science? What is actually truth? What is evidence? Again, we're going to be doing door-to-door campaigns, inviting people to come and learn this. Number four, we're teaching people how to build these movements. And the other thing is we teach people how your body is a complex system. How you must become your own healer to break from the medicalist. Everyone talks about the medical establishment, but they don't offer a solution. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders we don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We gotta train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game, 
and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done, and it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom and health, and they can find it on V as in Victor A. Shiva, vashiva.com. So people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom and health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, VAShiva.com. I think the most important takeaway from this morning's talk or this evening's talk, if you're in Europe, is, is the following that politicians, lawmakers have all sold us out. That's the end note, period. And to go begging to them, thinking that they're going to do something different is basically beating your head against the wall. The only thing that history shows has ever changed anything has been you raising your consciousness, you raising your consciousness. So it falls upon you. And then collectively uniting with other people who are also committed to raising their consciousness beyond left and right, where you value and you respect each other's dignity and you build these bottoms up movements. And what is the end here? The end is you. The end is you raising your consciousness to understand that it is not these politicians who change the world. They don't, most of them don't even know anything. They don't, many of you probably are electricians or plumbers or artists or uh, entrepreneurs. You make stuff. You actually work hard. These people do nothing. They're full time, you know, crooks, sophisticated crooks. And the only thing that has ever changed anything has been bottoms up movements. And once you really accept that as, as the, the reality and you break from the illusion, that is when real change will take place. Okay, so everyone sign up, participate. We've created the entire system here. So each one of you becomes a leader wherever you wanna go or each one of you can support another leader. Jamie, for example, is in Maine. You know, he's a leader there. Uh, Jamie works as a full-time welder. You know, he's a working class guy. And uh, Jamie's learned all the stuff. And, you know, he'll be building in Maine. Okay, we have Peter and Imut in Netherlands, uh, along with um, Jeffrey Biliato in the Netherlands. Um, we have Suresh and a bunch of people in New York, as well as um, in um, in India. We have uh, Kinara out in Norway. We have two more who's coming back. He's in Finland. So we're building all these local teams and we want to elevate people to support other people. That's where we're at. 
Mark is out in France. Um, good to see you, Mark. All right, everyone. That's it. So um, next, starting next week, you will see a flyer that we have with a little card, and you can literally go door to door, invite people to come to the orientations, and they're going to learn these very. They're going to literally learn stuff. So you can go. So when you go to your neighbor, you can say, "Look, you don't have to be a warrior scholar. I just want you to learn natural immunity. Come on Thursdays, okay? You can learn the scientific method. You can learn your body as a system. You can learn. Bring your kids. They can learn." the seven secrets of innovation. What are the steps to innovation? Okay. You can learn how to build a movement. So we're going to teach people these practical skills. And so those five courses, we're going to keep rotating. So in these cards, you can go door to door, invite people because we educate people on that. Everything comes after that because they're going to see each one of you. You're basically going to be doing service to your neighbors, uh, Muhammad. You can go door to door in Sudan and you can download the flyer, print it on your home printer, and just take it to them, okay? And invite people to come to the orientation. Um, Cheryl, you can do that wherever you are, right? Michael, you can do that. It's going to be very simple. Just invite them. An invitation to get educated or be enslaved. <laughs> That's what it is. And the knowledge that they learn here, they can't learn anywhere. They'd have to go to MIT for 20 years. They're going to learn how the immune system works, how particular things can support support their immune system, right? It's a very practical thing we're going to give people. We're going to teach people what is science? What is evidence? What is a scientific method? So when you hear someone say something, you, you can say, do you have the evidence? They're going to learn evidence is reproducible predictions. That's the definition of evidence. A lot of people don't know this. Reproducible predictions, okay? So um, it's going to be very exciting because each one of you is going to become a deliverer of a noble service. You're going to go door to door and you're going to say, look, come here and learn these five things. Suresh, did you want to say anything on that? John Medlar, before we close? I just came back from the breakout room, Dr. Shiva. I missed uh, what we are. No, no. Well, I just shared with people the plan that we're going to do, the door to door plan. So, yes, yes. It's, it's uh, uh, essential that we do that. That's the only way out. Uh, it's us. It's uh, it's going to start from everyday working people like us uh, looking for a magic bullet, magic law, or magic person to come and solve our problems. Not going to happen. It's it, it, it's us. So we got to go door to door, uh, learn. As we go door to door, talk to other people. We are going to learn uh, from each other, and uh, that's the way. Yep. And if, for those of you who have been through the course, you'll you'll of course remember a lot of the the inputs that we talked about that are absolutely necessary for for victory for building an independent movement and this is simply just the next phase of us implementing those inputs that we've talked about this entire time greater decentralization bottoms up um uh, it it's everything that we've talked about we're just doubling down on it yep and the thing is the grifters by the way are such lazy dingbats they they won't do anything they just they just steal other people's stuff. So we're going to just go door to door and we're going to do a good service. And you're going to actually offer people the opportunity to come to the orientation and learn stuff. We don't care if they want to be involved in the movement. OK, but we're going to do our service anyway. OK, we're going to they can sign up as a member, which is included. And they get a bunch of stuff anyway. So you just want to get people involved. OK, and you want to be that's the service we do. Any questions on that? So we're going to start that next week, okay? You'll see a flyer up on the dashboard you can download with a little card. John, we got to make sure we put that up tomorrow, okay?
All right, everyone. It is uh, 1242. Have a good weekend. We'll be doing this again um, this evening, and you're welcome to join again. And those of you who are leaders, by the way, starting next week, I won't be doing the whole thing. Um, each one of you can have the opportunity to actually leave the orientations, which should be good. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye.